From the Ron McKeefery Podcast Network, I'm Isaiah Castilleja, and this is Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. In this episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0, coach Derek Woody talks to us about how to build and prioritize relationships to create a team culture, the benefits of having a perspective and experience in private sector, all levels of NCAA and corporate wellness for building your own custom program, and the importance of having patience and determination when making a name for yourself. All this on another episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. Join the thousands of coaches across the world that are part of Team Builder Nation. The incredible online strength and conditioning software provides a toolbox for features for all coaches at all levels. One awesome feature is the 1RM Max Tracker. Team Builder makes tracking maxes easy for any method since you can record and store max data, project 1RM over time, and use the stored maxes to determine prescribed weights for an exercise and have access to the visual reports so you can see the maxes over time. Other features include an updated messaging platform and the ability to create sports science questionnaires for athletes or clients to answer on their own phones. That's right, that's sports science data in the palm of your hand. Start your free 14-day trial today by using the promo code CHALK, that's promo code C-H-A-L-K, and begin programming with the software built to fit any level strength coach in any setting. Team Builder prides itself on putting the customer first and offers affordable pricing with subscription plans starting at just $50 a month. For more information on everything that Team Builder has to offer or schedule a 30-minute demo with Team Builder Expert, visit teambuilder.com and let them know Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0 sent you. The Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0 podcast is brought to you by Play. Listen in on a conversation with Play's Global Director of Performance and Education, Coach Mike Buley. Coach Buley describes the vision of how Play will continue to be the company that will propel the innovation of the strength and conditioning profession forward. Well, after 22 years of of coaching, I've learned that connection trumps communication and that it's not enough for coaches to know that you care. And I think you got to take that step further. They need to experience that you care. And I've always been a coach that tried to be more uh, transformational than transactional. And so with that awareness in mind too, I always enjoyed working and learning and talking to other people and and coaches and developing that camaraderie. I've always made myself available to the community because I remember how hard it was too to try to get a crack into this this profession. And uh, I promised myself if ever I was given a shot, I would never take advantage of that. I always allow myself to uh, help other people uh, chase their dreams in this profession. It's been very good to me. Play is a company that will help your strength conditioning program find solutions for all your needs. Review second best and check them out at play.us for more information. Welcome back, everybody. It's another episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. Today, 
we are joined by Coach Derek Woody. He's currently the assistant strength and conditioning coach at Avila University. He's also had stops at Mississippi State University, Redline Athletics, and MSU Denver. Welcome to the podcast, Coach. Thanks, Coach. It's a pleasure to be here. Definitely. Tell us a little bit about your role at Avila College or University. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, I am in charge of six of our sports at Avila University. That includes men's soccer. We have varsity and JV basketball for the men's side. I am also in charge of men's and women's wrestling and the cheerleading team. Nice. And that is a, a lot of sports. I know even for uh, an assistant strength conditioning coach, how many athletes are you directly in charge of? Um, I would say about one to 200. Uh, yeah. I, I help assist the football program as well. Nice. nice. And yeah, it's a lot of athletes for sure. Yeah. How do you go about managing that? You know, and a lot of coaches are, in a pretty similar situation to you is, you know, we got a lot of athletes and a lot of sports. So you have to be good at, you have to wear a lot of different hats with different cultures of teams. And how do you go about managing a, the programming side of things and be the culture of your sports? Well, definitely need to shout out all of my mentors and my current boss, Brian Stylick. He's the director of strength and conditioning at Avila. He's been such a great, part of my development as a coach and he's been very helpful along the way he understands my role and he gives me the freedom to be myself as a coach at the same time overviewing myself and helping me whenever i need it i'm not the type of coach who will kind of try things on my own 100 you know if i if i need the help or if i have any questions i will ask and yeah, I've, I've had a great mentorship along the way and managing all those teams and all those athletes have been a challenge, not going to lie, but I've had great experiences and great guidance along the way to help me be prepared for that, including yourself. So I've had great mentorship along the way and I'm continuing to learn as a coach, but I don't stay frustrated or, you know, try to, you know, dwell on everything that's, you know, coming at my way. I roll with the punches and I just do my thing as a coach and it's worked so far. Definitely. And do you keep everybody on a pretty similar, like just a base program and you adjust it from there or? you have multiple different programs going on for men's wrestling and women's wrestling, or you even have a, a JV uh, basketball team, which is 30 basketball athletes. Like are they all kind of on a summer program or and do you change that from team to team or do you kind of customize it based on whatever they need? Yeah, basically, you know, depending on the season and the scheduling, you know, for example, men's basketball, JV and varsity, they kind of stagger their games. So for example, men's varsity will have a game Wednesday and Saturday and JV will have a game Tuesday and, and Thursday. So I have to be efficient with my programming and scheduling because they'll be in the weight room together at the same time at some point. So 
I have to be as efficient as I can when I program, but with the same main principles and, you know, progressions, I keep it as, as basic as I can. I try not to complicate things. I just keep it what the athletes need. How are they going to, you know, progress and the exercises and the, the programming that I do helps them on the court, on the field, et cetera. I do hear tweaks here and there depending on specific needs of the athlete. But overall, you know, if we're doing squat, hinge, push, pull, you know, that's the basic basicness of it. But yeah, being in an NAIA school, you do have to wear a lot of hats and you have to deal with a lot of athletes. And this job in particular has been able to challenge me in a way where I can use all of my tools in my toolbox that I've learned so far. So overall, some of the stuff is, you know, similar, but again, if there are certain needs that an athlete has or, you know, certain, you know, deficiencies we need to work on, we'll do that as well. But, uh, yeah, it, it is a challenge and I love every minute of it. No, definitely. I think that's great. And how do you go about dealing with the culture of each different sport and how the strength and conditioning staff fits into it? And from working with the head coach to working with, you know, team captains that some of them might've been there before you got there and uh, the freshmen coming in, uh, how do you transition from one group to another? Or how do you create that buy-in with your groups? One of the things I kind of take pride in is my relationship building, not only with the coaching staff, but with the athletes. I love relating to the athletes. I love connecting with them and the coaches. So just meeting them where they're at on that particular day, treating them as just, you know, another human being, you know, seeing what they need is as far as their sport. Uh, I just connect with them in that way. And being relatable and being approachable as a coach has helped me with the buy-in and realizing that, you know, there's different cultures between different sports. I'm able to adapt to each sport. And again, you just got to roll with those punches and realize that, you know, every sport is different. You know, you're going to get different football players. Their temperament is going to be completely different from our bowlers. We have a bowling program here too. So it's going to be completely different. But nice. it's our job as a coach to kind of adapt to that. No, it's cool that you have bowling and like, you know, women's wrestling. It's, you know, for being an NAI, you do have some really unique sports there that you only see normally with some of the D1s that have a lot of, you know, question or uh, whatever it might be. Uh, what is it like dealing with the head coach specifically? You know, you've been at it long enough to know that it requires some tact and luckily some places like even where I'm at the conversation with the head coaches, they always, uh, you know, defer to us as a strength coach of what we need to do in there, but it's not always that way. So do you have that same kind of freedom with the, with the head sport coach or is it different from each team and how do you go about handling that? Or what's some advice you get to, other coaches that are trying to navigate that head sport coach strength coach relationship. Yeah. Um, at the NAI level, 
you know, you have a, a wide variety of different sport coaches to deal with. Luckily, most of them, you know, they kind of say, hey, you're the expert in this area. You take it. And then I've had some coaches who question my my reasoning behind certain things, which is great too. At the end of the day, as long as the athletes are number one and it can help them succeed on the court or on the field, um, that's the most important thing. And we have had times where certain sport coaches will say, hey, can we work on this? Or, hey, can we do four days a week instead of three days a week? Or, you know, something like that. Luckily, we as coaches can adjust our programming to meet the head coach's needs. So if that were the case, you know, you would discuss your reasoning and the science behind certain things. And if they still don't see eye to eye, at the end of the day, it's their team and you can control what you can control and you go from there. But as long as the relationship is cordial and respectful, you can still find common ground uh, even if you clash with a, a head coach on certain aspects. But overall, in my experiences, I've had great sport coaches who have had my back throughout my whole time here at Avila. And they just say, hey, you do your thing. I'm going to stay out of your way. And I'll worry about my sport. You worry about yours and we'll be good. But, you know, at an NAIA level, of course, you need to be adaptable in a wide variety of situations so being here has definitely gave me practice in that woodway is a company that has been designing and building treadmills and equipment for the long run since 1974. each of their treadmills is designed with the revolutionary slap belt running surface which is both lightweight and durable it is specifically designed to absorb energy at the point of impact, eliminating harmful shock to joints and connective tissues. 100% of the NFL, NBA, and MLB teams and 60% of NHL teams utilize Woodway products to optimize their training. Woodway's curved treadmill was released in 2009 and boasts a completely self-powered manual training experience that does not require any electricity. This unique piece of equipment allows athletes to run at any pace they choose and burn up to 30% more calories than the regular treadmill. Other unique offerings from Woodway include the Curve Trainer, Curve XL, Forefront, and Pro Treadmills. Each treadmill offers features that are fit for every athlete. The silent and energy efficient product from Woodway has resulted in 50% electricity savings for owners. If you're looking for equipment that is built to last and will improve, and provide each of your athletes an experience like no other, check out Woodway today at woodway.com. Definitely. I think that's always good. Stay adaptable. And I, I hope, but I, I just know in athletics in general, it's just not the case. Like you're going to have some coaches that have been here for 20 years and they're going to give you grief. But overall, I think it's moving towards direction. Like we're all, you know, grown adults and let's have a very professional conversation here on the, on the well-being of the team. Now you've been lucky enough to, you know, either, you know, learn under me or even Stephanie mock and everything. What have you, 
learned in your past or would you say in your previous experiences that helped you out the most where you're at now and being you know the full-time strength coach and then also i mean you have power five sec but you also have d2 experience to draw from and was there a difference in them or did they all have their you know pros and cons yeah of course there's pros and cons with every level of institution and I think the advantage that I've had throughout my journey as a strength and conditioning coach is that I have had numerous experiences with different levels of institutions or universities. I started off at a private facility in Southern California doing more soccer uh, on the soccer side. There is uh, a champion's quest down there that I did some internship work with. And that's kind of where I started my internship there. But once I moved to Colorado, I did some work at the corporate corporate wellness level at Lockheed Martin. Yeah, so I, did, say, I remember you're at Lockheed Martin when you <laughs> when you applied. I was like, that's pretty pretty good, pretty big time there for corporate level stuff. Yeah, I, I actually did have a lot of great experiences there. I learned a lot, and I was able to kind of start coaching strength and conditioning there with all the engineers there at Lockheed and yeah, it was a great experience, but I knew deep down that I wanted to do strength and conditioning at the college level. So the first thing I saw on indeed.com was your MSU Denver application. So I went ahead and jumped on it because one, it was the college level, which is exactly what I wanted to do. And two, it was 10 minutes from where I was staying in Denver. So that's when I started, you know, my internships there at the college level and, Division two with you. I had the pleasure with coach Stephanie Mock at Mississippi State doing an online internship during COVID and with coach Aaron Duval and and then at Avila at NAIA level. So I think the advantage I had with my experiences was I was able to gain a wide variety of experience and challenges at every institution. Each of them were different in their own way, and each of them were special to me because it did get me to where I'm at, and it helped me succeed into becoming a strength conditioning coach. So, yeah, I have nothing but praise to say uh, to everyone who has helped me along the way. But, yeah, getting those different styles of coaching and different types of programming and different levels, whether it's Division one, two, three, NAI or the private sector, I was able to get bits and pieces of information and experience from all of them. So I think that was a, a huge advantage for me. Now you've done something that I don't think, unless you've been like been able to work your way directly with me, I don't think I've had in my coaching tree is you got to a place as a, you got to Avila as a GA, correct? And right. then you yep. were able to work your butt off and like get to that next level and become a they they created the position for you right the and the, the full time assistant strength conditioning coach. So, can you talk to our listeners a little bit about you know, people that could be in that were in your shoes maybe like a year or two ago, like you know working their way up and I mean and I do remember when you started out with me, you guys were the our COVID. Uh, you know, cohort that we had there mm -hmm. halfway through our internship, we all got the lockdown and all that 
madness that we call that was 2020, but mm-hmm. um, you're able to work your way and do such a good job being the GA and being doing the best that you have both feet on the ground. And the most important job is the job you currently had at that time that you were so good that they brought you on full time and created that position for you. Can you talk a little bit about what it was like to do that? And the, I guess what mindset, what you were putting yourself through to get to that position. Yeah. So, you know, you definitely have to, you know, like you said, work your butt off to create some opportunities. And that's exactly what I did. I started in Southern California, went to Cal State Fullerton, did my undergrad there in kinesiology. And I knew I wanted to change. So I wanted to make the move to something that was similar to California, but different at the same time. So that's when I made the jump to Colorado. And what I wanted to do, you know, at that particular time in California, I I don't think I could have had an opportunity there at that particular time. So I felt Colorado was a great opportunity for me to grow, to view the world in a different lens and to, to create more opportunities for me. And let me tell you, it was one of the best decisions of my life because I've met some amazing people along the way, not only coaches, but friends now that we still keep in contact till this day, but yeah, you really got to work your butt off to create those opportunities out of nothing essentially because at Avila, I was the first GA. So I did apply at Avila university coach C Brian Silik. He's the director there. Now he hired me on as a GA and it was his first GA. He's been there for about nine years until I got there, worked my butt off again. I was his assistant for two years as a GA and the athletic director and coach C both, you know, tried to talk to admissions and and the, and the university into creating a new position for me. So not only was I the first GA at Avila University, I am the first full-time assistant strength and conditioning coach at Avila University. So even though I didn't imagine that happening, I knew the hard work that I was putting in every day was going to create something new and and something beautiful like like Avila my opportunity at Avila because I couldn't be happier with the decisions that I've made to this point all the uh, mentors that I've met and you know people who've guided me along the way really did you know assist me into becoming the coach that I am today so yeah if you work hard enough and you have a certain goal in mind and you'll know what direction you're going to be in it's going to create some great opportunities for you. So to the listeners, work your butt off, try to get as much experience as you can, different avenues and good things are going to happen. Meet people, you know, create relationships and yeah, good things are going to happen. Definitely. And what was your mindset throughout this whole thing? Because you're quite the chameleon. Like I've seen you go from, uh, California to Colorado to Kansas City. Uh, and you're able to, it seems like you're able to fully enjoy where you're at. I mean, it takes a certain kind of person to, you know, like that Midwest, especially come the winter. It's, uh, can get pretty cold out there and it stays cold for a while out there. But, uh, you know, what's your, what's your mindset? And, you know, why, when 
I mean, we've all been there before. Like we look ourselves in the mirror and be like, what am I doing? Like, is this the hard stuff that we're all going through? Is this really what it's, what I want to do? Like, what did you, how'd you get yourself through those parts? Yeah. Fortunately for me during my undergrad, you know, I went to school a little bit later in life and before I even went into my undergrad and got accepted to Cal State Fullerton, I already knew what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to coach and I knew I wanted to do strength and conditioning or sport performance. So that was my long-term goal. And deep down, I knew that I had to do whatever it took to get to where I'm at now or to reach my long-term goals. And not going to lie, there have been some interesting situations or some scary ones you know when i was doing my internship with you we started at 6 a.m every day monday through friday and during the winter winter months sometimes my car almost didn't make it to the university but you know those are the memories that you you never forget and those are the hardships that you go through and once you reach the finish line it makes it so much sweeter so yeah, I mean, there's there's been times, like you said, where you look at yourself in the mirror and like, man, am I really doing this right now? Am I am, am I supposed to be doing this? Yeah. But uh, at the end of the day, if you know what you want to do and you're passionate enough about it, you're going to do whatever it takes. So, yeah, luckily I had my long-term goals in mind going throughout this whole journey. And that did really motivate me to reach my long-term goals aside from me being at a low point before this journey kind of reminded me of like, nah, I don't want to be right. What I used to be. I want to be something new. I want to be something that I'm proud of. So I had a, a couple different types of motivation, but at the end of the day, if you have those long-term goals and you're passionate enough about it, you're going to make it happen. Nice. And when you got to Avalor or whenever you get a new team, cause I, I'm sure you, add teams or switch teams up depending on whatever you guys can plan out what are you telling that team you know and i know you and we'll get to the whole woody's woody wednesday and your little smash hit that you got there to have a little bit um uh what like how are you communicating with with the athletes like when you first got to avila and you know they'd never seen an assistant strength coach or it's the first time they're seeing you versus, you know, what is it like now with you and your teams and then, or like incoming freshmen, you're like, Hey, you know, here's our system or here's what we do, or here's how we go about things. Yeah. You know, we always have a, a talk with the team and the coaches beforehand, letting them know our system and how we run things and how we expect them to be in the weight room you know, giving us, you know, the effort and, you know, all that jazz, but just explaining to them, especially the athletes who, you know, at the NAI level, we get a lot of athletes who have never lifted before. So that will take some explaining and it convincing that what we're trying to do will help them with their sport and, you know, helping them with their overall quality of life. So, you know, we have to have different conversations depending on what teams we're with or what athletes we're with, because 
like I said, you can get athletes who have never lifted a weight before, or you can get someone who has a certified strength and conditioning coach at their high school and, and they're already well on their way to keep progressing at the college level. So yeah, we need to, you know, give them our spiel of our expectations and our goals for them throughout the program and how it aligns with the coach, the head coach of the sport and their sport itself. So just explaining that stuff. And then, you know, all the intricacies of, you know, the rep one units that we use, we use VBTs. So like all the software and stuff like that, we give them a, a crash course on that. But yeah, as far as the rest of it, the culture, the, the expectations, we, we give them a talk and, and how we want it to align with, their goals and their their sport and this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. being a strength coach is difficult and someone once said on our podcast we pour so much into helping our athletes become better but we forget who's pouring back into us to help us become better without a healthy mind coaching on the floor programming and maintaining the juggling act that we call life can be difficult the good news is the therapists at BetterHelp are here to help you. Therapy can be whatever we want it to be. Maybe you need the tools to help you keep motivated, or maybe you're feeling burnt out from long days in the weight room, or you just need someone to talk to. BetterHelp is a customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist at a time that works for you. We have a very busy schedule as a strength coach, and the last thing we need to do is be driving to an office and sitting in a waiting room. Simply log into your account and message or speak to your therapist from anywhere at a time that works for you. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. BetterHelp also assesses your needs and will match you with one of over 20,000 therapists in their network. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself and make your mind your best asset. We train to keep our bodies strong and resilient. Now it's time to invest in our mental health too. And as a special offer to Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0 listeners, you can get 10% off your month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash chalk. That's betterhelp.com slash chalk. And thanks again for BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode.